Hello and welcome to the Sixth Men. Um, it's at Kanye's is cursed, and uh, no Nehemiah this week. Uh, Nehemiah is a busy man, so he, you know, he's in Queens. I'm in Buffalo, but I'm here with Daniel. Hi everyone, Daniel. Tell the people what your last name is, and also tell them your Twitter handle. My last name is Garcia. You can find me at Daniel M T Garcia on Twitter. Now, is it supposed to sound like empty, like you're empty inside? Yes. That's that's actually really ingenious. Well, we're not here to talk about Twitter handles. We're here to talk about basketball, music, the culture, etc. Everything in between. Everything in between. You're correct. Um, so let's start talking about the NBA Finals, which just finished up. Um, and we were talking a little bit before the podcast. To me, this was one of the worst finals slash playoffs I can remember in a long time since I've started watching basketball. I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. Okay, exp- explain this to me because I don't understand it. The narrative to it was beautiful. What narrative? The tiebreaker between the Warriors and the Cavs. You knew it was going to be them the whole season. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of argued for the Spurs a little bit during the season, but I, oh. I felt deep down I, I thought the, the Warriors would probably be the option just because they were just so good. It's just like it's the perfect story. You got the Warriors who are unstoppable. They're the supervillains. Supervillains. Mm-hmm. They started to embrace it even. You got the Cavs who were trying to overcome them. And they went down 3 to nothing. They got a little bit of hope. They won a game. Cavs in 7, baby. Then they got Cavs shot seven. right back down. It was I, perfect. I was all over that Cavs in 7 um, thing. Me too. I mean, I, I had a billion tweets about Cavs in 7. I started chants of Cavs in 7. I was all about it. And I, I love J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is actually the patron saint of this podcast, That's believe it or not. Um, Henny in his veins. But uh, the Cavs couldn't pull through. I was pretty disappointed, but uh, there was at least a game or two that were that was entertaining. Yeah, I think most people were disappointed. No one really wants to see the heavy favorite win. Yeah. Unless you're a jerk, which most Warriors fans are, I feel. I know some Warriors fans, and shout out uh, my buddy Kyle. Happy Father's Day to him. Uh, he's not an actual dad, but he, he's, he's pretty dead core. Um, but uh, he's a big Warriors fan, and he's actually been a Warriors fan for like a long time, like since... 2015? 2008. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like when they when they beat the Mavs. So the weird thing about the finals is I don't know someone who's not a Warriors fan who wanted the Warriors to win. Like, I'm yeah. not necessarily a Cavs fan, but I wanted the yeah. Cavs to win. I don't know anyone. I'm who, a LeBron fan at this yeah, point. I don't know anyone who wasn't a Warriors fan who wanted the Warriors to win. They're just kind of an unlikable team because, like, think about it. They, were, they won 73 games last year. Draymond Green is like, I like Draymond Green personally, but he rubs a lot of people the wrong way because he like he kicks people in the balls. And I love Draymond. I, I like Draymond because I sort of play like him. He's like he's like Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he's he he is pretty similar to Dennis Rodman. I can see that. That's actually a really good comparison. Draymond's kind of at a point. Better now. offensive player. Yeah, definitely. But he's um, kind of at maybe the point. not quite the rebounder or defender, but <laughs> close. He's, Defensively, he's close for sure. He's kind of at the point now where he's like he's an NBA tough guy. I guess yeah. you can call him an NBA tough guy, but he's at the point where he just needs to punch someone in the face to really. Yeah, you're himself. right. He needs to punch someone, or he needs to go the full zaza and just like punch somebody in the balls. He's at that point. I mean, Draymond Green has like kicked people in the balls, but Zaza Pachulia just punched somebody. R.I.P. That was hilarious. R.I.P. Amon Shumpert's test. Sorry, I have to. I have to uh, correct myself. Uh, NBA champion Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> NBA champion Javale McGee. Who who thought who thought we would ever say that like four years ago? Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, you know how many you know how many more rings uh, Zaza Pachulia and 
JaVale McGee have than Charles Barkley combined? They have two more rings than him. <laughs> So I don't think we can listen to Charles Barkley talk about basketball anymore. I saw a really funny tweet over the finals. It said Zaza Pachulia looked like the first guy to die in a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Zaza Pachulia, I'm pretty sure in the offseason, is just going to be drinking a lot of motor oil and fighting bears in the wilds. 100%. That's what Zaza does in my mind. 100%. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. The finals to me weren't that great, but there was a couple good games here and there. Well, that that uh, when when the Cavs were up by eleven and then the Warriors came back and yeah. then Durant hit that that three, yeah. that was insane. Yeah. That was a really good moment. I felt like. Well, it looks like some stuff is going to be shaken up next year. Yeah. Um, Segway. Well, I, I wanted to go in the NBA draft next, but we we can use that as a segue. All right. All right. Um, so all right. So the Cavs. What are the Cavs going to do? Like, because as they're currently built, it doesn't seem like they can beat the Warriors with Durant. Yes. Just based on, you know, they lost in five games. They, you know, it could have gone six. I feel like it could have easily gone six, but to, for them to actually win that series would have been very tough. Um, who are they going to trade, though? Like, are Kevin you, Love, get him out of Cleveland. LeBron, Kevin Love is good, though. LeBron hates him. You think so? LeBron hates Kevin Love. You can't trade Kyrie. You can't trade LeBron. You can't trade J.R. Smith, in my mind. What they need to do? We need to get Carmelo Anthony in Cleveland. You want some Carmelo way, Anthony in Cleveland? Some way, somehow, Carmelo Anthony is the answer. Would a Kevin Love for Melo's trade? I think straight up that might work, actually. The Knicks do not um, care. They, they probably just want to get rid of Melo at this point. Yeah, they do not um, care. I don't know if they say yes to that trade, though. I'm not sure if they would do that. Um, get- you think you think they'd want like a, maybe a younger player? Like I, I guess the only other option would be Tristan Thompson. The Cavs really don't have a lot that they can offer the Knicks compared to other teams. Yeah. Like, the Celtics could go all in on a Melo trade. The Celtics go all in on any trade because they have so many picks, so many pieces. Yeah. Um, the Cavs, you know, it's like, oh, you want Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson? Oh, you know, we'll throw in Channing Frye in there. We'll give you Iman Shumpert. Give, get get Shumpert back to the Knicks. Just Shumpert for Melo straight up. <laughs> Who says no? Both Not teams. me. Both teams. I mean, I, I would say no. Yeah. Iman Shumpert, I think, kind of sucks now at this point. I love Iman Shumpert. I don't know. Shout man. out the fade music video. You know he's actually a talented rapper. Pretty talented. I, I, I listened to his one mixtape once. I never heard him. Did, did you hear the song that just released? It was the Kevin Durant, LeBron James rap song. No, I don't think so. They rapped together. Really? Yeah, I heard Joe Budden talking about it. You know Joe Budden is his podcast is popping uh, popping off right now. Yeah, Joe Budden's the man. I follow Joe Budden on Twitter. I've never listened to his music though. Um, he's good. Part. He has a really good uh, Drake diss track. It's called "Making a Murder." That's where I've that's where I've heard about it. I think. Um, so I don't know. I think the Cavs do need to shake something up. Whether it's getting mellow, whether it's getting Paul George, PG thirteen, whether it's getting Jimmy Butler. I don't know. To me, like the mellow one is the most realistic. Um, another option they could do if, is if they got some space, they could go after a guy like Gordon Hayward. Who's, who's going to be a, a free agent? They wouldn't have to make any trades for that. They'd have to they have to get creative with yeah. space. And he would be, a, I think, a good fit. I mean, really good shooter, really good scorer, and a solid two way player. Um, I think that'd be a good player for them. Uh, I take some pressure off LeBron. The only viable option that the Cavs can trade is Kevin Love. They're not going to get it like for for someone mm. of value. I feel like they need Tristan Thompson on that team just for defense. He's not doing anything though. He yeah, got, he got out rebounded by Curry in the finals. That's bad because that's like his defense and rebounding yours is like his two strengths. Yeah. 
They they honestly don't need a, a better rim protector than Tristan Thompson. They need another, well, at least another one. Um, I don't know where they're going to find that at this point, but yeah. they need it. Beats me. I have no idea. Um, I, I thought all year that the Cavs were going to win the, the the finals. Me too. So the way that went down was pretty shocking to me. Especially when they beat them in the Christmas game. Yeah. Kyrie shooting it right in Clay's face. That was beautiful. Kyrie Irving had a really good finals, I had to say. You think? Yeah, I thought so. For the most part, I mean, he he had that one, he had that one like step back three that was really dumb. Um, yeah, that almost that almost actually lost him. The, probably lost him the game. Honestly, it did cost him the game because he took way too much time and then had a bad shot. Yeah, didn't make it and just was bad. But I mean, every other game though, he was you know he was putting up forty almost every game. Yeah, um, Kevin Love he just disappears in big moments when they need him. He fades out. Kevin Love had an okay finals. He had a like a twenty one rebound game. He had like twenty eight twenty nine points, but. I mean, I don't remember a single moment from him in the last game of the series, which is when they needed yeah. either him or Kyrie or somebody other than LeBron and JR to step up. JR had a great game. JR stepped up. JR proved everything that I thought about him. Like Five for six, I think? Yeah, something like that from three. He's wild. Uh, they probably should give him the ball a little more. You know, maybe have him uh, take those big shots. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe not. J.R. Smith's slander in this podcast results in a, in a, in a death, honestly. I love J.R. I think he's great. Um, I, love right. when, I love when he doesn't wear a shirt, but. Yeah, that was, that was a fun moment when he just didn't wear a shirt for a, a couple weeks there. That was yeah. funny. Do you ever see the J.R. Smith uh, tattoo shirts you can buy? I was going to buy one. I would almost think about it because it's, it's pretty cool. I was going to get one. And there aren't a whole lot of good J.R. Smith shirts out there, which nope. is surprising because. You think there would be because he's such a iconic NBA legend. Yep. You know, maybe one day we'll, he'll get the respect he deserves from the general public. Hopefully after this year, I think he proved it. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So do you want to get in the NBA draft talk? Let's do it. All right. So the NBA draft is up on Thursday. We had some we had some big moves actually leading into the draft. Something surprising happened. Uh, the 76ers and the Celtics did a uh, swap of picks. Um, it does contain a couple future picks, but um, it's mostly just the swap of from one to three. So the, the Sixers moved up, and pretty much what people are thinking, and what I'm thinking the Sixers are going to do, is they're going to go with Markel Fultz, the point guard from Washington. Mm-hmm. And I've watched film on pretty much every person that's going to be in the lottery. Um and Markel Fultz was by far, I think, the best player in the draft. Those chase down blocks. He's got some good chase down blocks. Okay, so Markel Fultz is like six foot four, six foot five. He's he's ready to step in and play as a uh, point guard, a lead guard on a team. Yep. Really good handle. Um, he put up big numbers at uh, Washington. Uh, Twenty three points, I believe. Around six rebounds, six assists. So those are you know that's really good. Um, that's something he's was a productive player in college. The some knocks against him is that Washington didn't win a lot of games. They weren't a very good team. Yeah, but is that on him? No, no. I mean, same thing happened with Ben Simmons. He still won number one last year. Yep. And you know, uh, Markel Fultz, very smooth handle. He can shoot. He can finish. He, he has a good floater game. He's he's long, great size, like pretty much everything you want in a, a top player. He's he's an explosive jumper. He can play. Point guard or shooting guard? Um, that was really I put that in there more just because I thought he's gonna go to the Celtics. He's pretty big too, right? He's yeah, like he's six, yeah he's six, six five, six five, yeah. Um, and I, I guess the only things that are going against him is he's 
he's really athletic, but he's not necessarily like as quick or as fast as like a guy like Russell Westbrook. Okay. He might not, he might struggle with guys like that on defense, um, but at this point, almost everyone is going to struggle with Russell Westbrook or players like that. He's a freak. So I mean, I think I think Markel Fultz is a surefire number one pick. I think he fits in really good with the Sixers, um, and with him, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like suddenly have a legit like three guys that you can build around, and yeah. that's a nice looking team. And this is the type of move that I think they needed to make because they, you know they've been stockpiling players, stockpiling picks. Finally, they're they're changing that into something. Like they're getting they're going to get a guy who's going to be a star. I think it's like they've been investing. Now they're finally going to get the reward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Their old GM, Sam Hankey, he had a lot of criticism for, like, you know, trusting the process and doing all that. But I think this year it's going to pay off. I think the Sixers could be a contender for the eighth seed, assuming they go with Fultz. Hopefully. I, I, I think, I, I would I like think he's the, the pick. I would be surprised if he's not the pick. You have any other thoughts about the Sixers pick? Or are we going to lock that in? I think that's a pretty safe pick. I think it's a good pick. I'd put my money on that. All right, so then we got the Lakers picking at number two. There's been some trade rumors about this one. Um, who, who knows who they would actually trade um, to do this, but there's Swag, been some rumors. Swaggy P. They're going to trade Swaggy P in the second pick for, for who? LeBron? <laughs> yes. That would be a good trade for both teams. I love Swaggy P. He's amazing. Shout out Swaggy P. Uh, he actually had a good year, though, so uh, yeah. you can build around him He's and good. whoever they get. I think Lonzo Ball's a pick here. Definitely. Um I don't, I don't know if anyone else is worthy of being the second overall pick, other than maybe Josh Jackson um, from Kansas. But I don't see the Lakers going with him because they just drafted Brandon Ingram. Yeah, who didn't have a good rookie year, but to me, like he was a really talented player, and he could have been number one pick in a lot of drafts, and arguably could have been the number one pick last year over Simmons. So I think I think that's a player that they want to see how he works. Now. The thing with Lonzo Ball is him and D'Angelo Russell are going to be kind of similar. They're both taller point guards. They're both good playmakers, can shoot. Um, neither of them are going to be great on defense. So, honestly, the perfect player for them would have been Markel Fultz. He's but pretty much the perfect player for any team. Any team would take Fultz. Yeah. So, I think Lonzo Ball is a good consolation prize. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of like the draft with the... Uh the NHL with mm. David and Eichel. You yeah. have like two such good first round picks that like you can't really even if you get the first or the second pick, you can't really lose with either of Yeah. I think I think Lonzo Ball is gonna be good. There's some you know, he's a, he's the best playmaker in the draft. I think. His dad's um, a wild boy. His dad is I mean if you don't if if he didn't have the issues with his dad, I think Lonzo Ball would have a lot more conversation being the number one pick because, you know, his team was better in college. Maybe more of a leader than Fultz, based on what I've seen. Um, but the thing with his dad just kind of, I think, knocks him down a little bit. Shout out the Big Baller brand. Big Baller brand. If you can't afford our shoes, you're not a big baller. That's their actual slogan. Is it really? I don't know. Oh. I, I made that up. Um, what? I don't know what you think about Lonzo Ball. Do, what do you think of his shot? It's weird as hell. It's real. <laughs> it's a weird shot. Um I don't think that's going to be a problem for him, though, because he shot the ball really well in college. Yeah, he yeah. shot, like, 41% from three. So I think I think it's going to I think that's going to be fine for him. He'll, he'll do fine in the NBA, I think. I he can think really jump, too. Yeah. He's got 
He's insanely athletic. Um, he's not, I don't think he's that quick, though. That's the problem. I don't know if he's going to be a good defender. Do you see the game against Kentucky in the tournament? No. Okay, so when, when Kentucky and UCLA went against each other, De'Aaron Fox went off for like 30 points against Lonzo Ball, which was surprising because Ball had you know a much better reputation. I, Fox was always pretty highly thought of, but De'Aaron Fox really outplayed him and shut him down on defense, so that was surprising. Lonzo's like longer than him too, right? Bigger, so he's, oh yeah, he's, he should have he been able to shut him down. He's got like three inches on De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox, which I mean I don't know. Um, I think the only other player that the Lakers might go would be De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think it's a little yeah. bit early for him, but his fit with D'Angelo Russell I think would be a little bit better. Definitely, because they kind of play off of each other. Fox is more of a slasher, can, and can a better really defend. defender. Very good defender. I I really like De'Aaron Fox. All right, number three pick is the Boston Celtics. Now, this is one, it's a wild card for me because I thought Fultz was, once again, the perfect fit for the Celtics. I could, You could see him definitely playing against or playing with uh, Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Now that they have the third pick, I don't know. Fultz is not going to be there. He's going one or two. There's no way he gets past the first two picks. What if he does? I'd be shocked. That would be really weird. I don't, I don't even know who the... The Sixers might consider Alonzo Ball, I guess, but they worked out uh, Fultz. They they tweeted a picture of Fultz wearing the Philadelphia really? shirt. I think he's the pick. I love combines. Uh, I was uh, doing some research the other day, and oh, it's perfect. crazy. Kevin Durant couldn't bench 180 for his combine. His I can't do that either. Well, you're not a pro athlete. You're right. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a professional athlete. Could not bench 185 pounds. I feel like if any sport, basketball is like the one sport where stuff like that does not matter in the slightest. As long as you can run and jump, benching won't matter that much. Because Kevin Durant, you know, he he built his body up. He's, yeah. He's, he was real skinny when he got in the NBA. He's still he's real still, skinny. He's still skinny. But Slim, Slim Reaper. But it doesn't affect his game anymore. Yeah, because he, he doesn't play physical at all. Because if he did, he would. Imagine him going up against someone like No, LeBron. he can post up a little bit now, though. Mm. Not as much as you'd like. I mean, if you look at LeBron, like LeBron really built his body and became probably the most physically punishing player of all yeah. time, honestly. Um, Ke- Kevin Durant um, in college dated the Bachelorette this year. Really? The girl who's on the Bachelorette. They dated. Kevin Durant's got some great tweets like from back in the day. <laughs> Some great tweets. I'd rather be on Twitter than go to the club. Did you see that one? No, but I agree with that completely. Mentally weak. KD? Yeah. Well, he's a champion now, but yeah. he also had to go to a 73 win and become a, a 73 win team to become a champion. I don't mind it. All right, so we got the Celtics. Um, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they have a lot of good wings. They have a lot of good guards, and they have a lot of good big men. So they don't really need anything because they're the number one seed in the East this year. They don't need anything. Um, to me, I think the pick is going to come down to De'Aaron Fox, who I like a lot, or possibly Jonathan Isaac from Florida State, who's who's six eleven. He's got a seven foot one wingspan, very very long. He and he can play the three or the four. So he's like a combo forward. Very skinny, very skinny. Um, I think he would make sense on them. You can play him 
either at the three or the four with Al Horford, I think. Um, the thing is, they don't really have a perfect fit other than Mark L. Fultz. Yeah. So that's one of the bad parts about that trade. Um, Fultz is the perfect fit for anyone. We, yeah. Anyone yeah. would love to have him on there. Yeah. Team. He's a good player. He's going to be good. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the Zogs are going to do. They're a mystery to me. You got any, you got anything, you have a, you have any idea what they'll do? Beats me. Don't know. I think someone in the draft, who everyone's sleeping on, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. He won't go top three. I think he's, I think I've seen him in the late lottery in most mock drafts, which is weird because I, I thought he played really well in college. Yeah. I like Malik Monk. Let's move on to the Suns. Now the Suns are a team that is very young. They have some good young pieces. They got Devin Booker. They have uh, they drafted last year. They drafted uh, Drajan Bender, and oh god, he played for Washington. What's his name? Power forward. What the hell is that guy's name? Stall for a second. Let me look this up. I look up the Phoenix Suns roster. Say something. Uh, hey everyone. Uh, hope you're enjoying the Six Man Podcast right now. Who are we sponsored by, Daniel? Just make up a sponsor. Heavy Cream. We are sponsored by Heavy Cream. Why are we sponsored by Heavy Cream? Because when your calorie intake is low, just drink some Heavy Cream. Nice and fatty. It's good for you. You actually did a pretty good job of stalling there. Let's, uh, can you stall for like one more minute? Yeah. I mean, Marquise Chris. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. See, that's a tough name to remember. That's not a everyday Marquise name. Chris. Marquise Chris, who played well, and Bender didn't really play at all last year. Um, I think this is another team that could go with that Jonathan Isaac guy. And actually, that, that fit makes the most sense because they don't necessarily need a point guard. They have Eric Bledsoe. Um, and there aren't really any more big men that they need on that team. They have they drafted two last year. Yeah. So um, Isaac gives them kind of two-position versatility and is long and really athletic, which they like. So I think that's the pick there. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um. <laughs> All right, so then we got the Sacramento Kings. They got a little point guard. This team needs a point guard. Yeah, I agree. They've needed a point guard probably the past six or seven years, and they don't draft him. They just draft big men over and over, even even when they had DeMarcus Cousins. They just kept drafting big men. This is the worst-run franchise in the NBA. They're strong. Don't want to be bad boys. Yeah, but how many big men can you have on a team? Come on. That's true. They're going De'Aaron Fox. That's my pick for them. Then again, really? they're so unpredictable that I I couldn't even tell you sometimes. Yeah, what if they just draft, like, who's that one big guy? Uh, Zach Collins. From Gonzaga? Yeah. What if they just draft another? That would be the, 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 the most kingsiest thing to do. <laughs> just have so many big men that all do the same exact thing. Now, I think I think they could actually be a good team if uh, if they develop it right. They won't, but... They won't. They won't. Develop it right. It's just one of the worst franchises um, but they need a point guard. I think Darren Fox is the perfect fit. He can play both ways. Not a great shooter. He reminds me of Rondo a little bit, like a bigger Rondo. Really? Yeah, but like in a positive like Rondo way, like the Boston Celtics Rondo, not the Sacramento Kings Rondo. That's kind of a cool comparison. I yeah. didn't really think of that. Well, I mean, he's really athletic, really like long arms, really, I don't know. I, I love Darren Fox. I think he'd be a good fit for the Kings. And you know they have Buddy Heal, they have Will the Thrill, <laughs> Collie Stein. I, I think I think that'd be a good fit. Yeah, he's really aggressive. 
I love it. I love those kind of players. Yeah. Just real aggressive, hard nose. Just going to the hoop. Yeah. He's he's kind of skinny though. That's his, that's the main thing against him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't like, you're right. It does not matter when you're that aggressive. It doesn't matter how big you are. He might get beat up though a little bit in the lane. I'm sure he'll take it. They have Willie Colley Stein though, and uh, that that other guy that they drafted last year who's like seven foot three. Yeah, they got some enforcers. They'll yeah, be fine. he'll be okay. All right, then who else we got? We got next. The next pick is the Orlando Magic, and for the Orlando Magic. They kind of. I feel like they need everything. They're not. They're not a very good team. <laughs> they don't really have anything. They don't. They really don't have anything going good for them. Um, they had Oladipo a couple years ago. They traded him. They yep. traded Serge Ibaka, who they got yep. for Oladipo. I don't. This is a tough team to even name who's on them. They yeah. they could have used the number one pick, honestly. I don't know if I can name that many people on the Magic. Uh, they have Alfred Payton. Yeah. Who's who's okay? Like he's a good defender, but he doesn't really do much in offense and doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, so they could they could use a point guard. Um, I think Dennis Smith Jr. from NC State is in play for them. He's so athletic. He's real athletic. Um, I liked watching him. I just don't think he's quite in the same like categories like Lonzo Ball, Fultz, or yeah, um, De'Aaron not. Fox. Definitely not. But I think he'd be good. Um, he's built really well. He's like six three. He's like he's like Westbrook size. He doesn't have that long of arms. But that doesn't really matter, I feel like. Um, he's got a good handle, makes tough shots, good finisher, good playmaker. Pretty good playmaker, anyway. And he's, he's actually getting better at shooting, and he's a decent defender. So I think right off the bat, Dennis Smith could come and make an impact for them. The thing about the draft is all these guys are so young. They're still improving. And yeah. Like, so someone could get drafted in the late round and just really come out and shoot. Oh, wait a second. I am stupid. Uh, the Magic are going to take Josh Jackson. You think? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot he was still on the board. Um, actually, you know, I think the Suns are gonna take Josh Jackson. Really? If, yeah, if he's there, yeah, they need a wing. They they have Devin Booker, but they, who who do they have at th- the three? They had they had like PJ Tucker for a while until they traded him. They're gonna go Josh Jackson. Um, so why don't we pencil in Jonathan Isaac to the the Magic? All right. Josh Jackson goes at four. Can't believe I forgot about him. Let's talk about Josh Jackson. We didn't talk about him at all. Six foot eight, two oh seven. Yep. Um, elite athlete, probably the best athlete in the draft, I think. You think so? Yeah. He's gonna play two ways right off the bat. Um, he'll be a good defender. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna be a good shooter. I don't know if he's gonna be good on offense. He, kinda, he's real athletic though. So kind of reminds me of an Andrew Wiggins. Oh, you were just reading my draft notes here. He he does remind me of Andrew Wiggins though. They both went to the same school, similar size, similar athleticism. And, like, you knew with Wiggins, like, he's either going to develop offensively or he's just going to be a defensive player. Yeah. That's the same way I feel about Josh Jackson. He also reminds me of Jalen Brown for the Celtics. Really? Um, just that similar type of player. Not as big as Jalen Brown. But uh, I think with Josh Jackson, you can get a guy who can play shooting guard, small forward, or small ball four. Um, he'll most likely be a small forward at the next level. Um, yeah. But I think he's a player that will come in right away and compete defensively and you know, add add some excitement to your team. Definitely. So for the Suns, that makes sense. If he's not there, I think the Magic will take him. Yeah. But the Kings might take him too. Who knows? If he's he's like a, a really good player. He's another big guy though. Pretty big, anyways. Yeah, six eight. Big enough. They're all big. Two oh seven. Two oh seven. Could gain some weight, but a lot of weight. <laughs> he needs to gain a lot of weight. Almost every one of these players could use some weight. Well, they're also, they need to start drinking some heavy cream. They need to drink heavy cream. Bro. That's heavy cream and honey. That's what you need. Heavy cream and honey. 
All right, so the Magic. So, okay, so if, if Josh Jackson's off the board, I think they'd either go Dennis Smith or Jason Tatum from Duke. Now, Jason Tatum is uh, a player that a lot of people are really high on. I think he's good. I, I don't know if he's as good as people think he is, though. Um, he didn't shoot that well in college, only like 35% from three. Okay. Um, he's, a, he's a small forward. Um, he can post up. He's got some post moves, which is good for a player of his size. He's only like six, 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 seven. He's not real big, but he he'll be a he'll be a good player for sure. He can play. He can play both ends. Um, not really the most athletic. He's he's real smooth though. He's got some good ISO moves. He reminds me like a, a like a Rudy Gay, or like a, a player of that caliber. Yeah. Being a like a pristine athlete, I feel like is definitely increasing in importance in drafts. Yes. Like it didn't really used to be that important. I feel like you kind of just be like good at basketball. But I mean now you have to be like super athletic. Yeah. Unless you're like how Kevin Durant was. You have to be basically how Russell Westbrook is right now. Yeah. That's why I mean that's what teams are looking for. They want someone who's versatile athletically. Basketball is shifting. Like all sports are. They're really shifting. Yeah. Um they're really starting to prize more athletes rather than how good you are at the sport because athletes can become really good at the sport. If that's you're not really to good say, at the sport, you can't become a really good athlete. That's not to say there aren't room for more skilled players rather than athletic players, but it's definitely something that's that's occurring. Teams yeah. are looking for guys who can do it all now. Yeah. Like, look at Carl Anthony Towns. Really great athlete, great size, but he's also super, super, super skilled. Like, he can yeah. shoot threes. He's seven feet and he can shoot threes. And he can pass and defend. Like, he's pretty much uh, the perfect new age player. Yeah. A guy like Jason Tatum or, like, a guy like a couple years ago, Jaleel Okafor. Really skilled, but just athletically they're not there. Yeah. Like, I guess Okafor was, was also really, really strong. And his skills haven't been actually as advertised so far. But uh, Jason Tatum, to me, is a, just a really skilled player. Just pretty average athletically. He'll, he'll get the job done, for sure. But... I don't think he's going to be a star. To, to be to be a all-star in today's day and age, I feel like you have... Unless you're like... Like Curry, I don't think Curry's that great of an athlete, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really quick, skilled. though. He's real quick. Yeah, but he's not like... If you look at him, you're not like, oh, he's like a specimen. Yeah, if that's you, true. If you look at Westbrook, if you look at LeBron, like, they're yeah. athletes. They're, their combine numbers would blow everyone else out of the water. Yeah, and like a guy like LeBron probably didn't have to do the combine because... Yeah. He was a surefire thing. Yeah. He's really lived up his potential. 100%. <laughs> and then some. Greatest player of all time, LeBron James. That's a, that's a hot take. I won't agree with that. Uh, second best. Second best, in my opinion. Who's number one? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> uh, number two, LeBron. Number three, J.R. Smith. All right, number so... Number four, Swaggy P. Swaggy P, yep. Uh, so number seven is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Good young team. Um, they drafted Chris Dunn last year. Didn't pan out in his first year, but I was really high on him. I thought he was good. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. They could use a power forward. And I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to get a power forward. I, I think they're going to go with... I can see Zach Collins going off the board here. Really? Might be a little bit high for him. The Zags? Yeah. Um, I just think he would be like a, a good compliment to to Carl uh, Anthony Towns, just because he's he's real big, strong, um, productive. 
good rebounder. He moves well, good in the pick and roll. Moves well for his size. He's he's real young. He didn't he didn't play that much in college. He only played 17 minutes a game. Really? Um, I I don't think the the Wolves are thinking from like a let's get a superstar here. I think they're thinking let's get a good like solid role player. Like a, a tr- yeah. they're looking for their Tristan Thompson type player to play next to Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, because I mean they already have someone to build around. Yeah, Towns, they have Towns, obviously. Wiggins. They still have Rubio, and they have Chris Dunn waiting to take over for Rubio if that comes to it. Heavily, Rubio had a great year, though. Heavily slept on team with the Wolves. I love the Timberwolves. If, if they can, I hope they make the playoffs. If they can put it together, if they can really come together as a team, they're a real threat. I think they will this year because I like Tom Thibodeau as their coach. He's a real tough coach, good defensive coach. I think they're just missing a couple of pieces. Um, hopefully Zach Levine comes back at full full strength. The other thing they could go for is another wing. Just yeah. to have somebody off the bench, or like a, another scorer off the bench, but yeah. I guess the only other one I could think of that might be in play would be if they if they don't go big, Malik Monk. Really? Yeah, I feel like he does a lot of similar stuff to Zach Levine, but he's a lot smaller. He he's small, but he's long. He's long. Six three compared to a seven foot one guy. Yeah, um, I don't know. It'll be it'll be an interesting pick. Then we got the New York Knicks. Um, uh, I'm surprised the Knicks have a pick this year. That's that's great for them. Yeah. Um, Get Carmelo out of that sinking ship, please. Save what's re- save what's rest of Carmelo's decent basketball playing years and get him out of there. I think the pick for the Knicks, they're gonna go in the Przingis route and go with Frank Nitilkina. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He's from he's a point guard from France. He's only 18 years old, six foot five. He's a seven foot wingspan. That's wild. Um, I watched some tape on him, and there's not a lot of tape to watch on this guy. He's only 18. He's 18, yeah. Um, he's he's only played in like the eight, the 17 under, and under like Euro Championship or something. I don't even know what it is. He, he's one of those guys. Like he's gonna be the first foreign player off the board for sure. Yeah. Um, he's really smooth, but he's also really athletic. Um, he's another guy that kind of reminds me of like a, a Rondo type player, um, and the air of mystery around him makes him intriguing. And yeah. that was the same thing with Porzingis. I think they'll go with him. I love. Um, if not, if they don't go with him, I could see a guy like Monk or Luke Kennard from Duke. You know anything about Luke Kennard? Not much. Um, I think Monk would be a really good pick for the Knicks, though. I don't. I don't know if Phil. I don't think Phil would like Monk. Just because Monk is like a like in the J.R. Smith like Swaggy P mold where like he's really really confident in his shot. Yeah, I don't think Phil Jackson likes that type of player. He yeah. likes more of a <laughs> player, so I think he's gonna go with with either Frank or like a guy like Luke Kennard who's gonna be a a good team player right off the bat. Why does he keep Carmelo then? That's a good point. Um, I think Carmelo and, and Phil kind of don't get along. I don't think Carmelo gets along with anyone except LeBron James. You might be right. Well, his little banana boat friends, like <laughs> LeBron James. The legendary picture of the banana yep. boat of Chris Paul. Carmelo, Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul is... There's some rumors about Chris Paul, too. A lot of rumors about Chris Paul. Hmm. I don't know. The Knicks are unpredictable, so who knows what they'll do. But I, I think Frank is the pick. They'll probably make a dumb decision. That's what everyone thought when they picked Przingis, though, and that really worked out for them. Did it, though? Przingis is really good. I love Przingis, but, I mean, he's not really... Knicks aren't going anywhere. You're right. He it's didn't, he didn't, years, he didn't so. move the needle at all. It's not like in a few years Porzingis is going to be some like crazy 
scoring machine. He could be, though. He can shoot. Yeah, he's not gonna, though. I don't think so. I don't know. I like Porzingis. I'm pretty strong on Porzingis. Porzingis but can't be someone that you almost build every other around. position they need to like improve. I feel like almost yeah. every other position. All right, then that brings us to the Dallas Mavs. Um, do the Mavs go for their their next Dirk? Do they try to find Dirk here? I think they do. Probably. They're gonna go with that Laurie Markkinen guy from Arizona. You think? He's a seven footer. He can shoot. He's got those little like step backs and fadeaways and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I think I think he's the pick. So basically Dirk 2.0. Yeah, I mean, there's so many players that get called Dirk 2.0 and they never are. Yeah. Porzingis is the last guy that got the comparison that sort of like lived up to it. Every other one like Andrea Bergnani. Like he's not Dirk 2.0. He's like Andrea Bergnani like 1.0. <laughs> 0. 0.5 he, he was the number one overall pick Because he He was 7 feet And could shoot like Dirk, Dirk Turns was, out he wasn't good though Dirk was great D- uh, Dirk still is pretty good But He's getting old I think I think this guy is going to be the move um, You know he's not going to be a great defender He's not the most athletic He's athletic enough though um, Is he a one trick pony? I don't know He going to do the No no Lori Markkinen From oh. Arizona He's a good shooter. He's he the best shooting big man in this draft. He's gonna be a stretch four. Okay. You know he's gonna sh- he can shoot. Um, but beyond that, I don't know what he can do. Decent handle. He's efficient. I don't know if he's gonna play defense that that well. So that, I think that's the pick. Then we got the Sacramento Kings once again. The Sacramento Kings. Um. Who do you think they're gonna go with? I don't know. <laughs> when when it gets to this point in the draft, it's kind of like Malik Monk. No, no, he's too similar to Buddy Hill. They can't do it. No, nah, Malik Monk's the man. Um, I think he's gonna go earlier than that. I like Donovan Mitchell from Louisville. For them, he's not gonna be a star, but he's gonna come in right away and play on both ends of the court. Um, but this is the king, so they kind of do unpredictable things. So they might go Malik Monk, even though he's the same player as Buddy Hill. I don't think they care. Well, let, let, like let me talk of, to you about Donovan Mitchell real quick. I feel like a lot of GMs just don't care anymore. I don't know if Lottie Divac knows what he's doing, and their um, owner is an idiot. Unless you're in, like, the top five in your conference. You're I like, oh, i just get this guy. Yeah, he's, I, he's okay. I basically feel like that's how they pick players out. Like, yeah, this guy can shoot. This guy seems good. <laughs> so let me talk to you about Donovan Mitchell real quick. All right. Six foot three, two eleven. So he's built like Russell Westbrook. He's big. Six foot ten wingspan. How much does Westbrook? Uh, Westbrook. He's, <laughs> he's listed at like two hundred, but I think he's he's probably a little bit bigger. He's he's probably the best built player in the NBA, other than like LeBron. Um, this is one of the most athletic players in the draft. He's a combo guard. He can play a little bit of point, a little bit of shooting guard. He'll be a shooting guard most likely. Not a great shooter right now, but he's got like a decent looking shot. Um, he's got a good handle. He can run the pick and roll a little bit. Very confident. And he's going to be a really good defender, I think. I think he, he has, other than maybe like Josh Jackson, like the best defensive potential because he can guard ones, draft. twos, and threes. Because he's he's very long. He's yeah. six foot ten wingspan. That's insane for a guy who's only six three. Yeah. I think he's I an mean, underrated player. He's built real well too. He's like that's the athleticism that we were talking about. Yeah. Those this is like, athletically, he's one of the top players in the draft. Those are the kind of people that GMs like. A lot of GMs pay really close attention to. 
combine numbers and stuff and I don't know that guy's numbers but I'm sure they were great I, I remember seeing something like he had one of the fastest times on something like yeah, on a I sprint bet. or something I don't even remember I bet. but uh he's not gonna be a star necessarily he'll be a, good, a safe pick though yeah I don't think he's gonna be a 20 point scorer he'll be a good he could be between 10 and 15 points which is what you kind of look you for in a starter yeah. yeah he's gonna be a good role player yeah Maybe maybe that's not a lottery pick. Not everyone's going to be. But I think this is the type of player that a lot of teams would be interested in. Yeah. That brings us to the Charlotte Hornets. Your your team, right? You're a Kemba Walker fan. I'm a Kemba Walker fan. Now I just bought a Kemba Walker shirt the other day. I wore it to my wrestling show. Really? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who are they going to go with? I see Malik Monk going there. Maybe. If, if he's still on the board... I would like to see that. That would be a good fit. I would um, love that. Him and Kemba would be really tough to guard because they're both real quick. Yeah. They both can shoot. Malik Monk might be the best shooter in the draft. Malik Monk is probably the best pure scorer in the draft. Yeah. Actually, no. Markel Fultz is the best pure scorer in the draft. But Malik Monk is like not, right Not now. counting the top three. Now, the thing with Malik Monk is, other than scoring, he doesn't really do a whole lot for you. Um, he can... He's really explosive uh, athlete. He's very smooth. He's got a good handle. Really not going to play point guard, though. He's not He's not a true point guard. Just looking this up right now, Kemba Walker is only 184. He's a small guy. He's like 6'1". 6'1", 184. Yeah. He's like a little bit heavier than I am and the same height as me. That's crazy. Except way better basketball. <laughs> a, a little bit better basketball. And he went ninth. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of range for Malik Monk here. Yeah. Um... I don't know who he's going to guard in defense. They'll figure it out, though. I think I don't think that's going to matter if he can, as long as he can score. And at at eleven, if you can get a guy who can do one thing really well, that's all you're really asking yeah. for. The other guy I could see in play would be uh, Luke Kennard again from Duke, who's kind of reminds me a little bit of Devin Booker or Nick or not Nick Scott. Okay, here's the three players he could be. He could be either Clay or Devin Booker, or he could be Nick Stauskas. Really? He's about the same size, 6'6". Six, six. Um, he's a lefty, actually, which is an interesting, interesting, interesting right? Because that's another thing to consider with a certain lot, players. A lot of people don't see that coming. Um, he's got he's the best shooter in the draft, I think. Um, better than Lonzo? Really better than Lonzo, yes. I, Luke Kennard is the best shooter in the draft. Shot like 44% from three. Really yeah. efficient. Um, really quick release. He's got a good feel for the game. Like he, He's a smart player. Um, he went to Duke, so you know he's really well coached. He, I think he played at least two two years at Duke. Um, he's really good off screens. He's not super athletic, but he's quick, and he's he's not going to be a great defender one on one. But on a, for for a good team, this is going to be a good player with a good system. He'll yeah. defend well. Um, whether he's a good fit for the Horns, I don't know. But I think they could use a guy that could do what he does. Like, they just need someone to take some of the scoring pressure off. So I think it's Monk or Kennard. I think if Malik Monk is still on the table, he'll be the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the Detroit Pistons. Um, I think we're getting into big man area yeah. at this point. Um, so I think it's going to be... You got your Zach Collins, if he's still on the board. I don't remember if he's still on the board or not. At this point, you got Justin Padden from Creighton, who's seven feet, really long, runs the floor, yep. pick and roll, real skinny, pretty good on defense, not necessarily a rim protector. Um, whether he fits next to Drummond, I don't know. 
But uh, I think it could be an interesting pick. Um, the other the other good big man is Jared Allen from Texas. Seven foot six wing, wingspan. He's close to seven feet tall. Really, really young. Really similar to Patton. Um, I don't know which one's better. I think those two guys are in play there. The Pistons, to me, like they don't have any glaring holes, but they also don't really have any like, any glaring good things either. Andre Drummond's the glaring good thing. Um, he's pretty I, good. He's not doing much for him though. Hmm. I don't know. He's pretty good. The Nuggets are in the same boat, I think. Um, yeah. I feel like they're going to go a big man, too, maybe, but they have to, some good big man. I used to love the Nuggets. Fun fact. They're going to go with the best available wing slash guard, the yeah. Nuggets. I don't know who that is, but that's what they're going to go with. Then the Miami Heat is next. Miami's going to go... I don't know. They're another team that could use any, almost anything. They're pretty solid all around. They just use anything, though. Anyone they get will be an improvement for them. Just because... They, they There's not a white side you can build around him. Goran Dragic is pretty good. Yeah. They have of, some good young Of players. course. But, I mean, they have no, like, really thing that they need. Yeah. They don't they're not, they're not yeah. missing anything. They're a team that's, like, running the bring playoffs. They yeah. played really well at the end of the season, actually. Um, so, yeah, there's the lottery. Yeah. And I'm good with predicting... Just the lottery because I don't have any more players on my list. Yeah, me neither. You know, there's some players I know, but do I know much about them? No, not we really. We got the important ones out of the way. The one that the, the people, the listeners care about. Exactly. So to recap, we'll just do our top five. We got Markel Fultz going to the Sixers. We got Lonzo Ball to the Lakers. We got... The Celtics. We have... Um, did we say Jonathan Isaac? Yeah. Jonathan Isaac to the Celtics. We got... What's that guy's name? Josh Jackson to the, the Phoenix Suns. Yep. We got De'Aaron Fox to the Kings. So that, there's our top five. Not a bad top five. The six men's top five. This it's actually, a strong top five. This is actually a pretty good draft class. It really is. Um, you know, last year I thought the draft class was pretty good, but beyond the top two players, Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram... I wasn't really thrilled about many players. Yeah. I, I feel like this is... This year, there's at least five that I really yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And it has good depth. And the point guards in this draft, this is the strongest point guard draft in a long time, yep. I think. Because the fourth best point guard is Dennis Smith. And he would probably been the first best point guard last year. You think? Off the top of my head, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, there's the draft. And anything else you want to say about the draft? Any big uh, trades you see happening from the draft? No. <laughs> yep. I think everyone's going to play pretty safe, I feel. I think... NBA doesn't like to shake stuff up anymore. Mm. They, they play most I can players. see... I think the Lakers or the Celtics are going to make a trade. If anything. If any team makes a trade, it's going to be one of those two teams. Because the Lakers really like Paul George. But there's also rumors that Paul George really likes the Lakers. Yeah. They might not make a move for that, but... If you can offer the second pick in Brandon Ingram for a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler, I think I think a team would take that. I don't think they're gonna get. I, I think Jimmy Butler's gonna stay. I think Paul, I'm a Bulls fan, so I hope so. I think I mean he hasn't even hit his prime yet, Jimmy Butler. He's gotten better every year too. Yeah, and he hasn't even hit his prime yet. How yeah. old is he? Like 24? 26, 27. Yeah, I don't. He's, think he's not real old. Yeah, I don't think he's even hit his prime yet, and um. I think Paul George is going to stay another year. Well, the rumor is he's going to play out this season, 
and then test free agency. Which, I mean, is really the smart thing to do. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to leave, but why yeah. wouldn't you test it? Yeah. You can Leverage. see what's out there. Um, so I looked this up today. If Paul George stays with the, the Pacers, he could sign a five-year, $177 million contract. That's a lot of money. Yeah. If he leaves, it's four years, $30 million. So he's leaving $47 million on the table if he leaves. Yeah. That's something for him to consider. Doesn't necessarily mean he won't leave. If he goes to L.A., there's a lot of endorsement contracts he could get. Yeah. But $47 million is a lot of money. A and lot a lot of, of security, money. too. He got that Nike deal. True, and he's he's a rising star, I feel like. Yeah. Paul George is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Yeah, probably partly because the team he's on. The Pacers don't get a lot of buzz. Um, They're not endorsed a lot. Do you think the Pacers should trade Paul George? Yes. I think so, too, because they have some decent young players, like Miles Turner is pretty good. Yeah. But as it currently stands, the way the team is, is built... They're not going to do anything. Yeah, they're not. They're gonna, not. They, they're not going to contend for a championship. Not going to win a championship. Say they made a trade for him to the Lakers, and they get Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram for it. All of a sudden, like you have Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Miles Turner. All of a sudden, you like out of nowhere, you got a pretty good shape. Yeah, like it's team. A, a team that could actually do something in the future. Yeah. Right now, it's, they have Jeff Teague, Paul George, Miles Turner. Okay. Paul George is good, but not, not a bad team. I yeah. Mean, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Swept in the first round, but they made it. I think Paul George on the Lakers would be a good fit because you got uh, D'Angelo Russell. Swaggy P. Swaggy P. <laughs> Paul George. Uh, Julius Randle. That's, that's like all of a sudden not, a nice team. Not bad. I actually am I'm high on the Lakers, um, but they didn't play well last year. I think D'Angelo Russell needs to improve. I actually invested in a Swaggy P jersey. I have one. Mm, that's a weird investment. Nick Young's the man. Nick Swaggy P. Young. Shout out Iggy Azalea. Um, <laughs> shout out when... I wish Lou Will was on that team. D'Angelo. Oh, told yeah. Told Iggy that um, he cheated on... Ruined the relationship. Her with it, like an 18-year-old or something like that. Yeah. Do you think that affected D'Angelo Russell's play this year? Yes. Do you think his teammates still don't like him? Yes. Do you think D'Angelo Russell is going to be good? Yes. I was so high on him. I thought he was going to be so good. He, I, he still has room to be really good. I well, feel. I saw him as like a Damian Lillard-like Curry-level player. Nah. Not and now it's looking like he's more like a, a D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's, he's in his own lane. He's doing I hope he gets better. He was my pick for most improved last year. Yeah. Might be my pick this year, too. He's yeah. got to make the leap at some point, I think. He will. Hopefully. All right, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, music. Yeah. Do you want to get to the music? Let's do it. My favorite. All right, so what day was it? Friday? Yeah. Yeah, Friday. So this past Friday, we had really good music come out. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one, we had Young Thug coming at us with Easy Breezy Beautiful Thugger Girls. Yeehaw! Yeehaw. Young Thug has been teasing this for probably a month. Yeah, something like that. And he released some snippets here and there of that, that country song, yep. which is a fire song. It's called Family Don't Matter. It's all right. It's pretty good. I love it. Um, but you, what do you think of the Young Thug album? I, I, I personally think um, it's one of my top two albums this year. So really? I liked the album, I guess. I mean, I didn't like it that much as an album. Mm. I liked some songs off it. Like, let me check what songs I liked. 
I like the one of the Jacques, the for for y'all. I really like that, that one's one. good. I think that's my favorite song on it. I like Definitely. Family Don't Matter. I like um, man. I am drawing a blank of the names of the songs. I have to pull this up on my Spotify real quick. Would, would you mind uh, stalling for me once again? Yeah. Do another sponsorship for a heavy cream. Um, heavy cream. If you're low on calories, just fill up a bottle of heavy cream and just drink it. Heavy cream is when it's what you turn into whipped cream. So it's very fatty, very calorie rich. So if you're trying to bulk and put on weight, heavy cream is the way to go. Thank you. Uh, once again, the six men is sponsored by heavy cream. Heavy cream. Drink it. Get heavy weight. cream. Heavy cream. So I like family don't matter. I like tomorrow till infinity. I, I like she want a party. I want I like daddy's birthday. I like Do You Love Me, Relationship, You Said, On Fire, I like Get High, Feel It, Mirror Us, Oh Yeah, Free Y'all, and Take Care. So I like the whole album. So I like the whole album. Um, Relationship with Future is really catchy. Yeah. That I, one's really I was catchy. really surprised That could be Song of the Summer material, I think. You think? Yeah, it's probably going to be I'm the One or what's the other big song? Oh, Despacito. Slide. Uh, you could slide, kind of... slide came out the wrong time of the year, though. Yeah. Wh- they should have waited two months. Why didn't they push back Slide like two more months? Because I stopped listening to Slide, but it's Song of the Summer sounding. Yeah, 100%. But the thing about the Young... I love Young Thug. I think he's great. I don't think... Where does it, this rank to you on your Young Thug like power ranking? I'll do mine real quick. Three, maybe. Three. I, I think... This is bold. I think... Jeffrey is his best work. Agreed. I think then Slime Season 3. Agreed. Barter 6. Agreed. Easy Breezy Beautiful Clutter Girls. Agreed. Slime Season 2. Uh, it had Big Rex on it, man. Big Rex is such a great song. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Slime Season 2 would be next. Then Slime Season, I would say. And then yeah. I'm Up. I'm Up was pretty good. Okay. Then I think 1017 Thug. Yeah, I think we agree for the most part on the top four, at least. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey. That, that being said, they're all Blastic albums. All Blastics, in my opinion. Birdified Blastics. Uh, the Barter 6 is so, so good, and it's like number four. Or number three. Yep. What Number three, we said. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, Slime Season 2 is good, and Slime mm-hmm. Season 1. They're I love, all good. I love Young Thug, but I don't even think that was the second best album to come out this week. This, this year, I'm saying. I'm talking this week. You don't think it was the second best, or do you think it was the third? I think it was the third best album that came out this week. So should we go to this one or this one? Let's go to this one. I Let's talk about 2 Chains first. 2 Chains. Uh, 2 Chains. I've been a fan for 2 Chains for I love quite some time. Uh, I'm thinking back to True Religion, his, his mixtape with had Riot on it. Great, great mixtape. One of the best, honestly. Um, 2 Chains dropped Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. So and good. let's recap 2 Chains a little bit more. Two Chains went through a period where I thought he became a little bit annoying. He was just on a lot of features and didn't have a lot of real quality work, in my opinion, for a while. Then last year, Two Chains released some pretty good mix mixtapes. Mix I can't speak. Um, we had Hibachi for lunch, yeah, and we had Daniel Sun the necklace down. Daniel Sun, and both of those to me were just flames. They're really good, really good work. And this year, 2 Chainz followed it up with Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, which is his best work, I think, since True Religion. I think this is a really strong album. It's, it's in my top five or six this year. Really? Mm-hmm. I really like the album. Um, I don't really like to rank albums. I do. With, with No, no, I, I like to rank albums. I don't like to rank albums within, like, the first week that they come out. That's true. 
I like to give him a few more listens. I really like Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road was good. That's my good favorite. drinks old. That's sort my of, favorite but song good. on the album. Riverdale 4 a.m. just came out a couple weeks ago. That one's really good. 4 a.m. is beautiful. I skipped the one in Nicki Minaj to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not a huge Sunday fan of that. Poor Fool is good. Big Amount is really old. I was surprised I was on there. Rolls Royce is yes great. The one with Pharrell is really good. I, I love everything involving Pharrell. Trap Shack is also really good. Blue Cheese, um, is, Blue Cheese is good. Blue Cheese is disappointing for me. I don't know. Uh, it was a little bit for me, too. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, that one was a little bit. But I think Rolls Royce or Riverdale Road were probably my favorite ones that I didn't already hear. Like, you know, because 4AM was really good. But uh, it's a really strong album through and through. He, he's super underrated as an artist. Two Chains is underappreciated for sure. He's so good. People think he's like just a goofball, but no, he actually has like some good lyrics. He has really good music. Yeah, he knows what he is too. He yeah, he doesn't try to do anything crazy. Like, you don't you don't hear two chains using auto tune and like, like J Cole. If you're listening to this, it's too late. You try to do too much. J Cole tries to do way too much. J Cole be like, yo, I'm gonna be the producer of this album, the executive producer, the rapper, the singer. Who does he think he is? DJ Khaled's kid or something? Yeah, he's not a sad. He can't do everything. What the heck? Then the, the next album that came out was Let's Lord. get on to the best album that came out this week. Melodrama by Lord. Now, I listened to it once, and I thought it was pretty good. Shout out to Brett. If you're listening to this, this is for you. Brett, this is for you, man. Brett's supposed to get on this podcast sometime. Twink. But uh, Melodrama's beautiful. You, I'll let you take the wheel on this one. Green. I'll be actually right back. You just talked to the microphone. I'm going to turn off the air. I'm turning off the air. Ugh, I can't speak. I'm turning off the air conditioning. Green light came out a few months ago. I think it's beautiful. Um, the bridge in it where it really picks up, I think it's just a perfect song. Um, later in the album, my favorite song in the album is probably Sober 2, Melodrama, the title. Um... It has a really good beat in it. That's the thing I love about Lord. She has such good vocals, and she's kind of like indie music-ish. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes she just comes out of nowhere with like really like good hip hop beats. I've noticed that about Lord. It's so good. I think I actually really like Greenlight. I've heard that song before. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Lord. Greenlight's actually. been out for a minute. I love Greenlight. Um, Lord hasn't put out. An album in a while. Her last one was Pure Heroin. That was her debut. Yep, came out in 2013. What do we have in that one? We had Royals. Tennis Court. Tennis Court's a banger. Team is a pretty good song. A little overplayed. No, Team's so good. Um, Buzzcut Season's really good. But that, yeah, I was kind of missing her for a while. Um, She had the song from Hunger Games, um, Yellow Flicker Beat. That came out a few years ago. That Mm -hmm. was really good. So I've been waiting for Lord. So people have been clamoring for a new Lord album. I don't know. I've been clamoring for a new Lord album. I know then, some people that. Then she finally Lord. came out with this, and it's just beautiful. There's not a bad song on it. Um, I think Melodrama is the best song on it. It has a crazy beat. I'm gonna have to give it another listen to fully appreciate it. I because I was just I listened to the Young Thug album probably ten times I, so far. I want to marry Lord. Lord, if you're listening to this, will you marry me? Lord, please say yes. Please. We need it like a connection in the music industry like that. Yeah. Lord, and like, I was watching... Lord, Lord, Lord. I was watching her on Jimmy Fallon the other day. Mm-hmm. News broke that Lord is running an Instagram page dedicated to reviewing onion rings from around the world. One might say she's doing the Lord's work. That was a high five if you couldn't hear that through the microphone. Lord is... Everything about her is beautiful. She's so awkward. She's so goofy. 
but she makes some of the best music I've heard. You're ever. in love with Lord. I'm. In, I may be in love with Lord. I can't blame you, man. Um, She's perfect. So let's talk about this onion ring thing. Like onion rings are one of the more underrated uh, foods that you can get in fast food. Yeah. Now I'm not talking Burger King onion rings. She reviewed those. She didn't like them. She didn't like them because no. they they taste weird. They're, they, there's too much breading. I like the zesty sauce with them. Zesty. Now, that's one of the weirdest flavors to me because, like, how can you define zesty? You know, you know who has good zesty food? Who? If you go to Denny's, they have these things called zesty nachos. They're pretty zesty, not gonna lie. Really? Pretty good. Um, another topic for another day. You know who has good onion rings? Who? Ted's Hot Dogs. Yes. Now, Ted's Hot Dogs, if you're listening, please, please sponsor. Please sponsor me. Please, Ted's. Please, Ted's. I, I will make this the six men sponsored by Ted's, or I'll make it Ted's the six men. I don't care. Ted's, I go to you. Ted, you can be the six man if you want. I've I've been coming to Ted's like once a week for my whole life. Now, if you're not from Buffalo, you might not know what Ted's is, but they're also in Arizona, so really? maybe you do. Yeah, they six men. they expanded to Arizona. Um, they've actually really stepped their game up over L- the last few years. Lord deleted the account. The oh, the onion ring account. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Well, How did people find out that Lord was running it? I don't really know, cause like based when, on her voice, she's from New Zealand, correct? Yeah, but she didn't even have videos or anything. It was just pictures of like you would see her thumb in some of them, and I don't know how people found it out, cause when they found it out, she only had like four hundred followers. Oh, I think what it was is that Lord was actually following the account, and the account followed Lord. Maybe I think that's what it was. Maybe because I remember hearing something about that. I think Lord is amazing. Everything about her, she's great. Lord is. She's only 20, I think. So she's, so she's like, a little bit older than you. Yeah, I'm only 18. If any Daniel's sing- a young If any single girls listen to this, you want some 18-year-old? Hit me up. But um, Lord really has potential to be... I think she's the Your next... Your wife. She, yeah. But she's the next great woman artist. Like, she's the next person that we're going to reach Beyonce level. Taylor Swift level. That Who do you think is the best woman artist out here right now? Right now? Uh-huh. Lord, <laughs> I, I think it's Lord in my opinion. In my eyes, it's Rihanna. Mm. I feel the same way about Rihanna that you feel about Lord. Yeah, I love Rihanna's last album. I, I love Beyonce, but I mean she's she's annoying. Oh, congr- she's really annoying. Congratulations, Beyonce. And you're, pr- you're pregnant. Congratulations, guys. Um, you're pregnant. I'm really no. They had their babies. Oh, they did. They had twins. Um, well, when she was pregnant, that was annoying. Hove, love you, bro. Hove, hit me up. Loch Ness. A zombie with no conscience. One of the worst verses of all time on Monster. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's S- a, such a S- bad S- verse. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. The rest of that song is such fire, and then Jay-Z comes on there and just names off monsters. I saw Vampires, yeah, it, zombies. It, it was like, it was like uh, Jay-Z, Sasquatch, Godzilla, and then it's like Kanye. Hey, Jay-Z, that's not really like the point of the song. <laughs> Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. <laughs> Jay-Z, ruining songs since Jay-Z, 2009. greatest rapper of all time since he was born. Uh, I was such a big Jay-Z fan. Um, I think he should retire off the Black Album, though. Because that album was so good. This over. This, no, no. <laughs> Let's talk about this. That album was so, so good. Best. His best album. Yeah. But then he followed it up and hasn't done anything good since. American Watch Ga- the Throne was good. American Gangster. Okay. American Gangster is awesome. It was okay. You don't like Magna Carta Holy Grail? No. Bro, that's a that's a fifty-five out of hundred for me. You wild. Well, he wasted the best beat on that album. He wasted the uh, beach is better. Beach is better. It's like 
That would have been such a good song if it was long. It was a Mike Will made it made it beat, and he just used he used it for fifty seconds and stopped. Shout out Mike Will. Mike Will made it. You made it, bro. Shout out Mike Will. <laughs> All right, well, I think that brings us to an end. We're at an hour and three minutes, which is our goal. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Daniel, how was your first podcast, man? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it, I thought it went pretty well. You, you can't we, think of it as like, oh, I'm gonna talk into a microphone. Yeah, it's, it's more like of a conversation. conversation. There just happens to be a microphone in the room. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you listen to No Jumper. I listen to No Jumper. Joe Budden's podcast. Joe Rogan. I love you. Um, but I listen to The Six Man, and it's up there. Oh, thank you. I listen to The Six Man every time they drop a new episode. Thanks, man. He's been, he's been slacking lately, though. Been yeah. hoping he would put one out every week, but no. Yeah, I'm, I'll try. I'll try. Mm. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. share, follow. Follow my Tweet Twitter. Tweet Follow my Instagram, Daniel Tunis Garcia. Um, I got a wrestling show this Saturday. Come through. Yeah, Daniel's a wrestler. So if you if you like wrestling, tell him where it's at. Um, tell Saint, him where to buy tickets. St. Johnsburg Fire Hall. Where is that? North Tondwana. This Saturday, we're going to have some big names there. See me whoop Frankie Feathers. Ooh, be, we got some trash going on here. <laughs> it's going to be Frankie good. Feathers, he's coming for you, man. It's going to be a good show. He's uh, plucking your feathers out. DM me on Twitter or Instagram. I'll hook you, I'll hook you up with some tickets. There you go. Get you to meet some of the boys. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. And thank you, you for having to Six me. Men. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me, Colin. No problem. Anytime. I, I hope to be back someday soon. Hopefully that would be good. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Peace out. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye.